Welcome back to Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, uh, the first head. Uh, I'm Dane, the dodecahedron head. Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games uh, where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you all, and even play some games. Dane, what are we going to be doing today? Well, Cosmo, I am going to be taking you through... Uh, an original setting uh, built on the Eclipse engine, and you're going to do a little play-in today. All right. First live play episode of the podcast. I'm excited. I am a little nervous, but let's uh, let's just jump right into it. Not let those nerves uh, have time to really get me all jittered. All right. Yeah. Fuck those so, nerves. A little bit of background about this world for you listening at home. Uh, humans have arrived on this planet centuries ago. The planet supported basic life, but was uninhabitable for humans. Cities were built in the high mountain ranges, while the terraforming process could make the lowlands habitable. Centuries later, the planet supports life, but the new life is not completely compatible with the human biome. Advancements in bionics and cybernetics made it possible for humanity to survive in the newly terraformed world. However, human society became entrenched in economic hierarchy over the centuries. The rich elite live in the open air at the top of the mountain cities. The middle class live in the original colony tunnels that have been expanded, and members of the lower class live at the base of the mountains in the old mining tunnels or in the agricultural settlements out in the lowlands. In the last 100 years, there has been increasing civil unrest. Strong showings of force from the powerful families and the corporations keep the status quo. In the four biggest cities, Xena, Olympus, Gugan, and Babylon, rebellion is met with death. Each city has its own policing force made up of corporate-run security firms. City security does not protect all its citizens, but only guards the elite interests. Out in the lowlands, the agricultural workers are left to protect themselves from the dangers of the hostile environment. So, Cosmo, as I gave you to prep for this session, uh, your character is what is called a runner, a package character for a semi-legal syndicate. You uh, work for the Trident, which is uh, like a mid-sized syndicate. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and give us a little background? All right. Uh, so, my guy is named Bernard Helios Chugatai. Uh, I wanted him to have kind of a little bit of a waspy name, but also like a uh, sci-fi multi-ethnic, like in The Expanse. Cool series if folks are familiar with that. That is a um, name. It's a, it's such a name that I didn't write down the last bit of it. <laughs> it's Bernard Helios Chugatai. Chugatai. So... He, um, he's, he's 38 and he's kind of one of the like rich elite, but not quite. He's like right outside of that. Um, his family had enough money to, you know, like send him to university in the, in the higher up areas of the mountain cities. And he, you know, did pretty okay. But his main thing is he just kind of, uh, glommed on to an heir of one of the, one of the like rich corporate families and now he has a 
very kind of just like fluffy job where he's just <laughs> he's the um, spiritual advisor and like meditation guide for a young CEO. Smart man. Um, and that's like all he does because he's a lazy he's a lazy parasite is who yeah. Bernard is. You know what they say? If you can't be rich, have rich friends. Mm-hmm. And hang out with them all that. the time and <laughs> eat their food and <laughs> yeah. All right, and so hang out in their fancy offices. How so that's long? what he does. That's his main deal. That's his thing. All right. How yeah. long has Bernard uh, worked for the Trident? Uh, this will be his first gig for this semi-legal, semi-underground um, organization because up until now he's been, you know. He's been straight and narrow, and he hasn't needed to engage in any really shady or criminal stuff. But he's gotten in over his head by, like, he's spending beyond his means. He's living beyond his means in the, in the like, rich guy part of town when he's not really actually that rich. And his job <laughs> is very silly. So in order to not fall behind on his mountaintop mortgage and stuff, he's... uh He's decided to... Turn to a life of crime. Yeah, engage with this for a little bit. And he's very much got it in his head that this will be like a one-and-done thing. And he'll, like, pay some stuff off and he won't do it again, but... All right. Uh, so... Oh, I uh, I don't know if you said you did, but, uh, like, where's your home city and where are you living now? We're in Gugon, Yes, right? that's where it starts. Yeah. That's that's where he's from, because uh, I imagine the like the friend he made who became a rich young CEO, you know, is part of the old money of this city. Okay. So, so this is this is where he grew up. This is where he went to school, and this is where he found his goofy parasite job. All right. So, uh, last question: What's uh, how have you outfitted your character? Okay. Uh, so Bernard has, um, what I'm calling just a rich guy watch. <laughs> so it's a fancy, like smart watch, but in addition to that, it's, uh, two in one. So I paid four points for it to be poor armor and a poor melee weapon at the same time. Very so sci-fi. Two two. Yeah. So it can do like an electrical jolt for like self-defense. That's the poor melee attack thing. And it also, uh, um, it does a passive, like, electric protection field around him. So if someone tries to punch him, they're punching through a, a taser field, kind of. Um, he also has a uh, big game rifle, which come up later um he has a rich guy ring which he's wearing specifically for this adventure which just gives him a plus two to bargaining mm, it's a yeah yeah it's a poor it's a poor mod it's just like some money right basically uh and he also has an expensive um like outdoorsman outfit which gives him a charisma buff all right cool well uh, this story starts in a side corridor. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Real quick before we get started. Since we're actually playing, you gotta grip it and rip it. Crack it and slurp it. I already cracked mine, folks at home. I'm okay. also drinking, but I cracked mine <laughs> previous.
All right. So as I was saying, this story starts in a side corridor off one of the market levels at Gugan. Uh, this particular market level where you're at uh, is restaurants and little like carts with noodles and uh, street meat kind of deal. Uh, so you navigate uh, into this side corridor, which you know is where like the Trident office slash like hideout uh, that you're going to is. And uh, in this side corridor, you kind of stick out with outdoorsmen clothes. Uh, most people are in their like one four play jumpsuit um, that they have and like they're probably wearing for months at a time. So you uh Bernard's not very um uh, he's not very like socially <laughs> conscious. He's a bit of a he's a bit of an oaf at least when it comes to you know sure. stuff like this. So like you know he thinks he looks cool and he does but out of context. He doesn't realize he's that he's sticking gone, out like a know. sore thumb. Yeah, that he's like gone to the factory floor in fancy dress, like a like a buffoon. <laughs> All right, so you navigate uh, to the noodle shop that you uh, are supposed to go into, and you exchange words with the proprietor and signal that you're one of the trident, and he like lifts back the beaded like you know uh, entry into the back counter and kind of you know shows you. Shows you in. And uh, in the back storeroom is uh, a scrawny young man with a peg leg. And uh, he's like, he perks up when he sees you. And like, uh, hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm Nicky. Uh, you must be. Um, uh, and then he like checks his like, uh, his like tablet. Um, Bernard. Uh... Yes. Bernard kind of fumbles for a second because he's not sure. Usually he like introduces himself um, like in the society circles or he, you know, what his title of like spiritual advisor. Um, but he fumbles a little bit and then he's like, mm. uh, yes, Bernard will do fine. Oh, that's great. Um let me see. Uh, so, and he like kind of fumbles around, and he's like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, it's uh, yeah, I'm 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 new uh, to this whole thing." Um, so uh, what's uh, what do we got going on for you today? Oh, right, uh, you're you're taking this, and like out of like a sack of rice, he pulls uh, a cylinder about uh, like a foot long, and maybe like. Uh, three inches in diameter, so not huge. Easily, like, put that down your pants and swing it around. Um, he hands it to you and then, like, uh, fumbles in his pocket and is like, uh, oh, um, I'm supposed to give you this. Uh, here's a, a wiped terminal uh, comm link. Because, um, uh, you know, I was told that a lot of people don't use, like to use their real identities, you know, because... Uh, and he, like, leans in real close because of crime. <laughs> uh, so, you, yeah, uh, this contract, um, you know, take this. And he gestures uh, to the package that he, uh, the cylinder that he handed you, uh, to uh, Babylon. Um, and, uh, wait, so, like, where do you, are you, are you from here? Are you from Gugan? 
I am Gugon, born and raised, yes. Okay. Oh, uh, well, I just, you know, I got to do the, the procedural, uh, you know, intel. But, like, uh, as you probably uh, know, because you're from here, uh, in the last week or so, the Skyrail uh, security, which is the, the high-speed train in between uh, the cities, only for the elite, really, uh, the security has been way ramped up on that. So um, it's not going to be impossible, uh, but like corporate doesn't advise uh, taking it that way. Um, you Do you have a plan? Did you know what uh, you were doing? Like nobody tells me anything before, you know, it happens. Uh, I just kind of, I'm a little lost, but like, do you have a plan on where you're going to go? I I myself have a plan. Yes, I'm not sure I should share it uh, with anybody. Well, that's that's okay. Uh, I don't. For, it's not really. Yeah, yeah. For I, security. I uh, sorry, I'm just uh, just you know a little little curious. You know, being new to this myself. Um, you know, I got into it because he. Uh, I need some credits because um, uh, the batch of the kidneys that me and my sister have. Uh, they have a glitch, and he like points to his leg. Uh, don't want my sister to end up like me. Oh, uh, yes. The old <laughs> kidney glitch. All right. So, uh, also, ooh, I for almost forgot. Uh, along with this um, contract, uh, we've been by the person who initiated it. Uh, we have some extra bribe money, uh, probably for, like, if you were to take the lowland route to bribe checkpoints and stuff. Um, and that totals uh, 1,200 credits. And he kind of like looks and like makes a smile for his, his stumble there. Okay. Uh, so real quick, I want to make an analysis roll. Okay. Like, did I catch that? And is there maybe a little bit more mm. money? Um, so uh, one of Bernard's skills is analysis um and i think i'm using it right now with my perception of just like you know sussing this guy out what's this guy's deal am i you know was he just trying to lie to me is there more money sure. in the drawer there uh so analysis on perception is a total of seven i have okay. perception of six so seven is my value Roger that Rolled a yep. nineteen. All right, so you definitely, uh, you definitely Come heard him high. about to say five, uh, and then like his mm -hmm. like sheepish grin of like he probably practiced it in his head, but he was just like reading off his like <laughs> tablet and forgot to actually say the two hundred. Um, so like you might like cross your arms and like give him a knowing look, and like you know sheepishly he like reaches back. My good man, I, I'm certain you were about to say 1,500? He, like, nods and is like, uh, sorry, uh, sir, I, maybe, you know, it would be fantastic if you didn't mention this uh, to anybody. Um, just trying to, just trying to make ends meet, you know, I thought, you know. And he, like, he, like. No, I understand. I throws, uh, throws two more uh, little chips. So how money is transferred, uh, 
illegally is like, uh, you know, little disposable flash drive kind of deals, but you know, all Bluetooth. So like you just beat these on your like terminal, you could do it on your personal terminal or like the terminal that he gave you that had a clean, like uh, untraceable. Mm -hmm. uh, and so 1,500 credits is pretty, pretty good. Uh, for you, probably not so much because you're living up in the like higher, you know, mountain city or the, the sky domes. Mm -hmm. um, but like definitely you could, you could take all your buddies out for like whatever the equivalent of sushi is. I don't, I'm not sure what that would be, but like alien. Big fancy yeah. sushi dinner. So I take, uh. I sweep the chips off the table and I say, no, 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 my good sir. I wouldn't say a word. Uh, snitches get stitches, I believe, is the crime. Rhyme. And he like kind of shrugs and is like, ah, <laughs> I wouldn't be given the stitches. Uh, I mean, look at me. I'm 90 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> um, one more of question, course. I guess, sir. Um, for just for my own for my own edification and for any podcast listeners at home, why can I not just mail this cylinder or read what's on it and send it on my family's secure email server? Uh, well, you couldn't send the package through the email server. Um, mail, well, I said yeah, mail but it. you could, you could, but uh, it would get cataloged and scanned. So, it's obviously some sort of contraband that they don't want to just, like, crate up and ship. Uh, but, anyways, uh, Nikki, what he says is, he's like, uh, shrugs and he's like, uh, <coughs> gives a little cough. Uh, nobody, like <laughs> I said, nobody, nobody really tells me nothing, so I don't really know what's in it. Uh, you know, probably, again, leans in and, like, lowers his voice. It's illegal. Crime. Maybe I should whisper louder. I don't know if that's getting picked up. For folks at home, I was listening, uh, whispering. So, uh, oh, and like as you <laughs> maybe turn to leave, do you turn to leave? Yes, I, I feel like as I'm you done turn here. to leave, Nick is like, oh, I, I can't believe I almost forgot, man. Uh, I'm gonna get fired so hard. Uh, he pulls out and from one of his other jumpsuit pockets, pulls out a little like paper book. Uh, not very thick, only a couple of sheets. But uh, um, we uh, we use code. So if we need to, if corporate needs to communicate with you, they do it through the the comm device I gave you. And uh, here's a little code book that uh, is off network, so nobody nobody harder to crack. Uh, can't believe I almost okay. forgot that. What what an idiot! My sister's gonna have no legs in no time. <laughs> um do i does bernard know where he's supposed to take this like that was part of yes it. he was told that he needs so that's part of he why needs i came to go to babylon the city of babylon i'm taking and yeah you know, so i need to leave my mountain city and take it to another yes one. and there's another um uh, there's another triad like post that you've been it's all it's all on your uh you know comm terminal Mm -hmm. Okay, then yes, I have everything I need 
and I take the code book and I leave feeling pretty good. Like I was just a pretty smooth criminal for my first time being a criminal, but also a little bit like, huh, this whole operation is maybe not up to professional standards with this guy being the representative I'm dealing with and feeling a little bit nervous about the whole thing because I haven't really done crime yet and I'm new to it. Okay. So, um, where, where do you go? Um, cause you didn't tell Nikki your plan. Um, no. So you could go try the sky rail. Uh, but that has been warned that you've been warned against doing that. Uh, and you got some extra bribe money for or the lowlands. Yes. Um, so from these, uh, from these mid levels, I'm actually going to head down to, uh, down to the lowlands and the ground level to a specific, uh, to a specific address where I have actually arranged a safari Ooh. from Gugon to Babylon, where, you know, the guide is hopefully going to take me, uh, you know, going to take me a safe lowland route and we'll maybe, you know, shoot some big monsters in the, in the alien lowlands and do some sightseeing and the entire time, you know, I will just casually sneak this package along with me okay uh pretty good plan do you have a name for like the outfitter or like contacts i don't uh, um okay let's call him um magic man magic man magic man safaris magic man safaris yes all right let's say that's him um, and I, I looked him up, he seemed reputable, and so I placed a deposit and made an arrangement for this, uh, for this trip. And that's probably why you were carrying the big gun. Mm-hmm. Alright, so you, uh, navigate, um, to one of the several, uh, city gates out at the base of the mountain, uh, into the lowlands, of course, um, you're going to more of a touristy one. Uh, so like still watch your watch your pockets, but uh mm -hmm. you know, there's there's a guard or two around. I'd like to think here my sort of like fancy safari uh you know, it fits in get up. Yes, yes. It's 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 working better here than it was up in the Absolutely. Up in like the laborer levels. Lots of other uh upper class and elites are around and like you know doing there because safaris uh i guess are a, a big entertainment uh for them you know let's go out and hunt up some big game and comfort right yeah so uh you navigates uh you find uh like the meeting post or whatever and you know shortly uh shortly a little bit after your like set meeting time you know, uh, a guy saunters up on uh, bionicle legs, uh, and he's got like a big bush hat, and like uh, it's clearly Magic Man. And he's got like thick leather gloves, and he like comes up to the post and is like Magic Man, and like gives you like some jazz fingers. 
of Magic Man Safaris, I presume. We, we've corresponded digitally. Yes. Uh, did you use your real identity? I did for this, uh, for this safari. Because I arranged it before I was given a spoofer. All right. Uh, Bernard, uh, are you excited? I'm excited. Yes, I'm, I'm very excited to see some wilderness and uh, maybe to shoot a big game. All right. Uh, just This is not his normal thing. Let's his, go. His normal activity. <laughs> uh, he, like, pulls out his own, like, uh, tablet. And it's like, let's just uh, cover the basics here uh, and, like, slides a couple screens and, like, you know, pops over a real thin, small type, you know, document. And it's like, why don't you just, uh, you know, initial there for uh, liability? Mm. I, uh, I'd like to do another analysis okay. on it real quick. Um And I guess this time I feel like we could say perception because it's like actually reading, but I feel like it's mind to uh, to like parse the legalese and make sure I'm not getting swindled. Okay. Um, so mind of nine, analysis plus one, so value of ten. Okay. Rolled an eight. All right. Uh... It looks kind of just like a standard, uh, you know, you got your family can't come after me Maybe if death you get injury. hurt. Um, so, like, nothing, nothing sinister in there. Okay. I, uh, but also, I it was a lot of words. So, like, yeah. Whoever, Lots of, like, base covering. Nobody ever reads those things anyways. All right. I sign it. Okay. And I uh, say, uh, when when shall we depart, my uh, good man? Right now, sir. Uh, you know, I just so we're going one way safari uh, to Babylon. Uh, I'll be your I'll be your man there. Uh, uh, getting back, you know, is your problem. It doesn't. You didn't book the the round trip package here. I see. Uh, no, I I plan to take the sky tram back. All right. Only, only so Amen. much outdoors for me. Amen, brother. Amen. Ah, uh, right. Uh so and he like kind of you know takes you over um, to like the like loading where there's a bunch of like vehicles and stuff. So like basically just like outdoor. You know, what? actually, uh, think of the runners uh, from Borderlands. We we'll go with that. The the cars, the, yeah. the wasteland buggies. Okay. Yeah. That's what the safari vehicles look like. Uh, and mm. like, you know, it's just you and him. And when like I see that, I, I'm a little curious. There's no, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Magic, sir. There, there's no camper. There's no, uh, accommodation trailer. He like gives a good <laughs> belly laugh. Don't be silly, my good man. And like knocks on like the, the like boxes and like crates like strapped onto the the, the back. Um, oh, oh, we only only the finest uh, living domes uh, do I use. Uh, that's where the magic in Magic Man comes from. Mm. You won't even know that you're on the ground. You think you're, and he like points up 
way like into the clouds and you can't even see like the big domes on top of the mountains because there's they're above the clouds but you talk you think you're in the clouds you never know that you're in this fucking lowland shit well that uh that sounds excellent i assume uh i assume you perform the assembly then myself i am the magic man well you won't even you won't even Break a sweat. I don't know. All That's right. all well and good. Then let's uh, let's begin. All right. So uh, you hop in. So like you're like in like the turret position. You know, a nice comfortable seat. But like maybe you know you see something from the car you want to shoot. Mm-hmm. Now you're up on the turret, so you definitely could. There's right. not an actual turret, but like you have your gun. Yeah. There's. And so uh, he like starts the engine and uh, goes down like the concrete ramp and then like immediately like the jungle the weird alien jungle comes and it's just like a dirt track and even though like the road is in horrible trail more like it's like lots of little elevations and bumps but like the suspension is so great like you're just having a nice relaxing sit down i don't think i'm having Um, a good time and so magic man yells up he's like our first our first stop our first game uh, what we're gonna be going after is um is the grumpy cat. We're gonna go get you a grumpy cat. Sounds excellent. Uh, so uh, what you know, grumpy cat is yeah. What uh, do what do I already know. know about what that is? Yes, you know that it is um it's an apex predator uh, that is kind of like a cat. It has six legs, uh, porcupine spines. And its mouth, its face is kind of like a bat face, I guess. And it, like, has two lower jaws that, like, open up. Monstrous. Like that. And so, like, when it's not, when its jaws aren't open, it's got, like, a big frown. Okay. (laughs) Hence the grumpy cat. All right. So, you know, it's going to be like a a day. Uh, I plan, you know, so, so a three, three big three big hunts uh and that will get you to to babylon you're gonna get your trophies uh it's gonna be a great trip all right uh, i i'm excited mr magic let us uh let us continue all right so you guys uh travel for like a day and uh, you also know this because maybe you did a little research because since you booked your safari, just to know what you were in for. Um, Grumpy Cat is um, a diet. What is that? Not diurnal. Um, well, you know, here's what you get for throwing me a curveball. Uh, I forgot. I don't know what the term is for um, only comes out in dawn and dusk. Oh, okay. That's what the grunt. So, like, you gotta wait till dusk. That's when the grumpy cats start prowling around. So, you guys uh, find a you know a relatively flat place to set up camp. But um, he just like unloads like the big crate and like pushes a little button. Some buttons. Beep boop boop boop. All right, uh, we can leave that. Come back and it will all be set up for us. So let's uh, let's go get that cat. Very sci-fi. All right. 
I'm uh, huh. now Bernard's getting a little nervous. It's it's getting dark and or it's getting you know evening, and he's about to go out into the jungle or whatever and try and find uh, a monster. That's not his usual bag of tea, but he's got to like you know be careful. Um, I stow the uh, I stow the package cylinder carefully in my own luggage and. I, you know, so you're leaving push it? it into like the stuff in the in the vehicle. All right. So uh, you guys go well, following Magic Man's lead. He takes it to like a a little little clearing in the alien jungle, and there's like a weird. In the clearing is like a, a bright green pool of liquid uh and like you guys kind of set up uh, and he like whips out of his little like uh backpack uh a flat square and kind of like shakes it three times and it pops up like a nice little seat for you right and he he just kind of takes a squat on the ground and is like all right this is good territory i have a good feeling about this uh grumpy cats love the uh love the slime as we call it um, gives him nutrients or something, but like, who cares? We're just gonna kill it anyways. Can I do a? Um, uh, so you, like, does Bernard know what this slime is? Has he like seen it? Did he did he learn about it in school or maybe in like a kid's book about animals in the jungle? Or uh, give me okay. a roll. Um, I just use mind. I think I none of my skills are really like wilderness or animal-y or anything. Okay. So, just mind of nine. Alright. Roll a four. Uh, no, you... If you read, uh, like, an animal kid's book, uh, you long forgot it, because, like, you probably didn't imagine that you'd be out here. So... You know, maybe you could ask. Yes. Uh, Mr. Magic, what, what is this slime? Uh, he's, so like, he's like, you know, kind of, shh. Mr. Magic, what is this slime that so entices the uh, the grumpy cat? Well, it's like a chlorine, uh, uh, whatever bleach is. It's like bleach. And he like gives you, you know, the chemical, the chemical composition. How violent! Uh, they eat pack. such things. Yeah, we, they, they lap it up. We do not eat the grumpy cat, do we? That, that seems. No, weird. no, no. It's just, it's just for its head. Okay. It makes a very scary uh, door. Well, yeah, it's a formidable trophy, but also, well, I, I had thought, I had thought we might dying on some wild game one of the other things that bernard uh, <laughs> he like he laughs and like catches is, himself is a foodie mm. uh magic man laughs and like catches himself about how that he's <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me we can't eat anything out here and not unless you have that like i mean one it wouldn't taste good unless you have a synthetic tongue and then two Unless you have those high level, which you might, you know, being 
how rich you uh and he like kind of gives you the once over no offense um you know it's only high quality bionics that will uh process this for you that is not a thing that uh that's not a thing that bernard has thought about before but now that someone's mentioned it he's like hmm a synthetic tongue, a bionic tongue replacement, so he could enjoy all the strange flavors of this alien world. That's, uh, that's a pretty cool idea to him. And he thinks maybe once he's financially solvent again, he, uh... Wait a second, is solvent the good one or the bad one? Okay, yeah. Good one. When, uh... <laughs> When Bernard is financially solvent again, hopefully from this venture, he might look at some interesting food-related bionics. A, uh, a synthetic tongue-tasting device and some uh, augmented guts to taste the strange things on this planet. That sounds pretty cool. All right, so you wait a little bit uh, in silence, and since it's silent, uh, after a little bit, um, Magic Man kind of like taps you on your on your knee and like you know gives you the eye signal and like you know across the clearing, and sure enough is a shadow, and like it's you know dusk, right? A shadow's creeping through the the forest, the alien jungle, and pops out of the into the clearing and you can definitely like it's looking right at you but it doesn't see so good so like it doesn't clock you but like it's got like a big frowny face on its head and like porcupine quills and trots up to the um to the slime and starts licking it and then like you know magic man gives you the go ahead shoot when you're ready (laughs) bernard's bernard's a little nervous um all right he readies his big game blaster and uh, and takes aim. At any point, has has Bernard, um, or has the magic man given him any instruction about like where to shoot or like nothing? No, this is just rich guy do whatever you nothing. want. All right. Yep. Well, uh, Bernard has no firearms or uh, hunting skill. I just have a base dexterity of seven to operate this weapon. So I draw my okay. bead, and I take a shot at the grumpy cat. Uh, base dexterity of seven. All right. And I rolled a nine. All right, so you shoot, and it uh, the gun cracks and, like, kicks your back maybe a little more than you were expecting. Mm-hmm. And you see the... The grumpy cat, like, take it in his, like, shoulder, and then, like, you know, give you a big, gross, like, hiss, both its lower jaws open, and, like, a forked tongue comes out, and then, like, runs away into the woods. I, uh, I pick myself and back up. Magic Man's like, so close, that was a good shot, sir, that was a good, uh, this is a tough cat. Um, uh, should we follow? <sighs> First, I want to do, or maybe, I guess, maybe the magic man should roll against me. I, Bernard is curious how much he's being patronized and how much it's like a good idea 
to go after it. And he, I'll tell you right now, Bernard doesn't really want to. Um, okay. But depending on what he susses out from the magic man, from his guide, uh, he might, he's, he's not sure as far as like keeping up appearances on this safari, what he needs to do at this point. Okay. Um, so I guess, uh, what'd this be? I'm trying to just, I'm trying to analyze him. I I think it would be charisma. charisma. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I could use a skill on this though that I've got. I got, got? I got charm and analysis, which are my kind of main interpersonal ones. And I also have deception. I would say pop analysis on analysis on charisma. Yeah. Are, is he being condescending? Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, my charisma attribute is nine and analysis plus one. So value of 10. Okay. World of 19. Well, that's going to crush yeah, it. Is that uh, he's not being condescending at the least. He's just trying to get a good tip. Okay. And like, of course, you know, if you say, oh, I don't want to go. And like, oh, well, eh, or get the next one, you know, save a little face. Like he's he's gonna jump on that, and like he just wants to make sure you're happy. So maybe you throw him okay. a tip. Oh, uh, well, then I say, uh, uh, let's try our luck, Mister Magic. Let's after the after the fiend, and I uh, break down my big game rifle and I pop in a new shell. All right, and I hopefully don't do it uh, sloppily or sure, you know, amateurish. Uh, he's not even, he's not even looking. He like, follow me, our, our, our Legia. Let's go get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys, and he goes at not like a run, but like a, like a fast, like little trot. Uh, and like, you know, constantly looking back, making sure you're following and having a good time. Um, but then like only a minute of that. And he like pulls up quick and like, you know, Tries to, you know, puts out both hands to try to stop you if you're going to run into him. And he's like, oh, shit, not now, not today, sir. Well, this is, this is safari at its best. Uh, can you, can you hear that? And he like kind of stops and, you know, touches his ear, uh, which you notice are also bionic. Uh, I do a, I do a perception. Fuck, I don't okay. think I have any skills with help with that. Nope, just a flat perception of six. Okay. I rolled a seven. Ugh. So you don't hear anything. Uh, the jungle sounds are strange to you, so like everything's kind of new and you don't know what is important. Um, so he's like, that, uh, that leaf crackling sound... It's, um, it's fucking, it's pizza rats. Um, you probably did a little bit of research. So they're, uh, carrion eaters. Uh, they look like, uh, spade leaves, uh, you know, in a pizza shape. Um, but they have like, you know, 10 little legs and like a gross mouth. Um, they, they eat 
dead things. Um, so not like super dangerous, but uh, you know, you've been following the the grumpy cat's blood trail, so they're probably uh, honing in on that, and they will they will attack because they usually travel in a pack. So he like you know gets out in his belt was like a a little gun, like a big well not a little gun a big like revolver, and he like pulls it out and like flicks it and like a little hand grip pops up. So it's a pistol grip, but like a Gatling gun, a plasma pistol grip Gatling cool. gun. And he's like, uh, hopefully they don't. And he doesn't get to finish that statement because out of the trees comes movement. And you like look up and there's around you, you've been encircled. There's five big leaf shapes that are a different color than the leaves and have little legs attached to them. And so like, he doesn't even finish the thought. He just starts blasting it in the trees with his Gatling uh, plasma gun. I say, this is not the safari I contracted. Um, But I'm feeling it a little bit. I'll try and shoot one with my big game blaster. Alright, give me a shot. Dexterity of seven on just like the nearest one to me. I wheel around and boom! Roll a 16. Alright, pizza rats... Your dexterity of seven, you said. And you rolled a... Yes. 16? Alright, so you blast one, and the big big, uh, shell that you're shooting just like... It explodes. And uh, by the time you, like, even think about reloading, you look around and they're all dead. Magic Man, he's no chump. He, uh, he's not a, he's a veteran safari guide for the rich, so, like, he knows how to handle himself. And he's like, jolly good shot, old boy, and, like, slaps her on your back. I, uh, I indicate the one that I blasted, and I say, "Uh, Mr. Magic, is this, is this leaf rat creature any sort of trophy? Is this worth taking? Oh, of course. Uh, you know, something to show your friends. Look what I killed. Uh, you know, you can spook them out. And, you know, be careful. And, like, all that's left of yours is, like, some of its legs. And, like, be careful. They got they got spines on their legs that will, uh, that will poke you. You know, so give your friends a good spook. You put that in your hand, go for a shake. It's not time. lethal? No, no, these, they're not poisonous. I still... Would prefer not to handle it. Also, uh... Alright, that's cool. Bring back one of the more intact ones, if you would. Alright, and he, like, picks one up and kind of, like, shakes uh, the goo off of it. Uh, you <laughs> know, it's blood. And, uh, you know, it's like, alright, that's uh, enough excitement for one night. Uh, let's Let's go back to camp. All right, so you guys find your way back to camp, but at camp, there is, well, you can hear it before you see it, but you hear uh, a flyer, so like a a guard ship, basically, that's uh, mm-hmm. it's like a helicopter, right? So 
you can hear that. And of course, you know, uh, Magic Man kind of like grimaces and, you know, parts the, the last of the, the jungle before you can see your camp. And of course, there's uh, several guards poking around. And you can tell they're guards because they're big giant meatheads with um, a big beefy cybernetic arm that you know turns into a plasma rifle. These guys. Um, can I do a quick analyze on them? What uh, what corporate or municipal force are they from? Uh, they are from... Okay. Well, yeah, give me a roll. Uh, analysis on mind or perception, maybe. Like, what can I see on these guys uh, to, to mark them out? All right. I do perception. Uh, perception. Perception of six, analysis plus one, so seven. Fuck. And I rolled a five. Uh, you can't tell. Uh, they're not like wearing any colors or anything. All right. Which is probably a bad sign. Because if they can't be identified, yes, I would then say you can do whatever if, they uh, if they're unmarked, they might just be brigands. Yeah. So. Well, they're not brigands because they got a helicopter. Brigands don't have okay. like airships. Um, Still, they might behave and also, as brigands. City guard, city guard live pretty good. They're not like anywhere like near your level of like Kush, but they're definitely okay. not poor. So, uh, Magic Man kind of like you know gives you like a stay cool and like walks up to him and like. You know, gives a big smile and is like, I'm the magic man. What can I do for you? And like one of the guards turns around and like shakes his arm and it, you know, transforms and the barrel, a barrel pops out of his, his wrist and just he levels it at Whoa. magic man. <clears throat> and like then oh, turns no. it on you. He just shot my guide. Yep. Well, I say. This will This will not go down easy. Uh we entering combat? No, he he doesn't like move to combat just like, you know. Alright, if you say nothing, because like yeah, I'm, you're I'm, not you weren't expecting I'm that. Still, I think taken aback. He's kinda like Who are you? I and I'm I'm putting on my uh, I'm putting on my society airs. I am Bernard Helios Chugatai, okay. uh, spiritual advisor and top of the mountain dweller from Gugong. Who, sir, are you? And why have you just dusted my guide? Uh, whose spiritual advisor are you? Or like, I guess. If you don't want to say, think, that's okay. Well, I mean, but. partially because I didn't make it up because I don't know all the, like, families and companies in this world yet. But also, sure. um, that would definitely be a thing that I, at first, will... Um, we'll call it... We'll call it your Joffrey's... Joffrey... Um, Joffrey Amazon. Okay. 
Joffrey Amazon, the young, the young CEO of a powerful um, family. So I, I wouldn't name drop at first because of a little bit of, uh, you know, professional consideration. Like I don't want to get any corporate stuff involved, Him especially involved, not anyone sure. who might like mm-hmm. review my employment status. But as soon as I'm like physically threatened, I'll name drop and see if that does anything. Okay. So okay. Uh, give me a charisma. Uh, base charisma. Can can my outfit help me in this situation? Okay. Yes. You are right. definitely a that powerful brings me member up of society. To base charisma of 14 with the bonus. Holy And I rolled cow. a 19. So suck on that, you hired thug. All right. <laughs> So then uh, immediately lowers his arm and like pops his hand back over the barrel and like, so sorry, sir. So sorry. Um, but we just, we're doing our job. Uh, you know, let's, let's all be cool here. Um, we were just, just doing our job. Um, but part of that job is asking some tough questions and he's like mm-hmm. looking at the ground while he's saying he's not looking in your eyes or anything. You know, just uh, wondering what's what's what you're well, doing. I should here. say I will tell you exactly what I'm doing here because I have nothing to hide. But first, I would like to see some uh, medical attention for my guide here, whom you've just plasma blasted. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. Any like the guy, the guy talking, you know, snaps his fingers, and like one of the other goons who's like looking at like the car's suspension. Kind of like gets up and like comes and like takes a pack from his lower back med kit kind of and like starts doing some stuff. Well, as I said, as you keep talking, I'm Bernard Helios Chugtai and I am taking a vacation. I'm on safari. I don't know what more needs to be said. I'm not. I'm not in violation of any laws. I'm perfectly within my rights to go on safari. Sir! And, like, another guy looking at the car holds up your bag. Mm. This is it! And then, like, everybody, all the guards, the all four guards, even the one medicking, they, like, drop everything and pop out their arm guns and bring them up. But then all of a sudden... I snap my fingers and I say, Hey, that's my luggage, sir. Put that down immediately at once. Immediately at once. So as you say that, uh, do you have any um, cybernetic enhancements like, uh, I don't know, brain processors? Um, A real common one is um, the Turing implant. So it just makes your thinking process faster or any electronics in your head. Or uh, I have whatever would have been just like common for a grad student. Okay. I guess uh, probably I didn't spend a, any points on anything. Probably, um, well, Turing implants kind of like a common one, a more fancier one. Probably okay. you have just because like it helps you read faster and you know academics. Yeah. So we say you do. Um, so as you say that, like you hear like a very high-pitched uh, buzzing and then just like stabs of pain in your head 
And like the guards are feeling it too, but they're way more cybernetically enhanced. Like they have uh, um, aiming mods and that kind of stuff. And so they like start to like, they start to like buzz and like, you know, shake around and like they can't aim and they like lost you. They're like stupid yeah. cybernetic eyes, like must have like malfunctioned or something. And then the forest rips open with conventional gunfire. Oh, no. And like explosions uh -oh. are going off and like you just drop to your knees, hands over your head, like fucking firefight. It was a firefight! Yes. I uh I scramble for the vehicle and try and like hide behind a big tire or underneath it if I can. Alright. So we're we're ended there, we're getting close to time. Um so we're pick this up. Uh and so there's the episode, folks. Uh hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh again, two-headed game master. You can find us at 2hgm.com. Leave us your comment, comments, uh, feedback. Love to hear from you. Yes. Um, if you enjoyed this and want to start playing exciting role-playing adventures in whatever setting you could possibly imagine, the Eclipse Engine is on our website, 2hgm.com, available to download for free. Um, and there is also a link to our Patreon. If you feel like supporting us, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, Join us next week. Uh, yes. Next episode of Two-Headed Game Master, we will continue uh, this session, wrap it up, and have a little debrief. Um, real quick recommendation, uh, if you guys kind of like this stuff, this sci-fi setting, uh, be sure to check out the Expanse series, um, the show or the books. Personally, I'm a fan of the books more than the show, but both Myself are great. as well. Excellent uh, hard sci-fi, and definitely some of its DNA made it into this session and this setting. Absolutely. Um, last thing I think, uh, thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of their song Pond Hill's Finest as our intro and outro. And I think that'll do it. We'll see you next time. 